Well, good morning. Good morning. Woo! Whoops. Well, welcome. We're, we're really glad that everybody's here. And um, I'm really happy to be, be your speaker this morning. Um, if you don't know me, my name's Daryl. And um, <clears throat> for like 25 bucks, I'll get you one of these t-shirts. Well, okay, you waited too long. They just went up to 30. <laughs> it's great to have everybody this morning. I'm really thankful that you're, you're feeling pretty comfortable right now. It was pretty hot last week. Come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's, it's pretty nice. So anyways, we're finishing up a series called uh, Prayer and Faith, and I and I want to finish today, Prayer and Faith and Unbelief. Tip, a really difficult subject, and um, I wrote about it and put it on the realm a little bit. And I really wanted to kind of walk it through with all of us. Um, the truth is, if we're going to be honest, all of us experience unbelief. If we're going to be really self-aware and honest with each other. And so I'm going to be as transparent as I can. Uh, as far as I can go with transparency, with trusting you. Now, for psychologists, they would have said, good for you, Daryl. <laughs> but I want to begin by saying, uh, you know, in Proverbs 3, it says this, Trust the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and, you shall, and He shall direct your path. In all your ways, acknowledge God. And I think, I think if we're really going to be honest and we look at a scripture like that, I have to ask myself, do I acknowledge God in everything I do? Well, no. But um, I try. I put forth a good effort. And sometimes I, I get down the road and I went, oh, I need to talk to God about this. Anyways, what I wrote... Uh, on the realm, on the on our on our the realm. If you you guess with this, the realm is kind of our in-house. Some people call it in-house Facebook, but it's how we communicate with each other. All of our groups are there, and so forth. And it's how we communicate from time to time, prayer requests and things like that. So that's the realm. But I wrote, we all want God to answer our prayers. We all want God to answer our prayers. We believe in the power of prayer. But when it comes down to our own lives and problems, we often don't have the faith to believe that God will answer. When it comes personal, when you come to your personal challenges, this is the time that God is going to fall short and I'm going to be left hanging. Unbelief holds us hostage. It holds it, now that's a big word, but it does, can, and the enemy, the devil, wants believers to be held hostage. He's forever leaning in to the community of faith and mostly to try to get us to compromise. 
somewhere in our lives, mostly. But God wants to enlarge our faith and liberate us because His nature is to bless. It is the the heart of Jesus to give the best to us, His children. Our lack of trust and our fear of stepping out in dependence on Him are what gets in the way. Is this the time that this is going to fall apart? And what, what we end up doing is taking control of things ourselves, right? Well, this is, this is a little matter. I'm just going to grab a hold of it myself. And I have to confess, for years, you know, I took control. This is my life. This is where it's going to go. And this is how it's going to be. It's a good time for somebody to say, well, so Daryl, how's that worked out for you? Anyways. I mean, I'd be thinking that if I was sitting out there. The truth is that the things we do for God should be outside of our own abilities. They should be evidence that we are trusting in His supernatural ability. Go and trust the Lord in all your ways. Lean not to our own understanding. Well, let's, how does it feel to live? Do you remember how it feels to be in unbelief? Maybe you're there now. Maybe you're in a crisis right now. Maybe you're, you're trying to figure out where God is at in it. Maybe you're not a person of faith and you're trying to become a person of faith, but you have all of these struggles going on in your, your world and you're not sure if, if God is worth trusting. Maybe you grew up in a religious home or a home and, and, and you've seen all kinds of different issues take place and you find yourself wandering. When things don't, what do you do when things don't go your way? How do you approach it? When things do not go your way, how do you approach it? Maybe you get angry. Maybe you get angry at yourself. Maybe you're mad at yourself because you feel like you should be able to believe. Do you ever feel that way? Do you ever feel like, man, I should be able to trust God in this matter. I should be able to just grab on and and believe. Why can't I believe like everybody else? Why, why is my faith so challenging and those around me seem like they're just getting through life a lot easier than I'm getting through life? Why is this happening to me? What, have you ever said this? Why does everything go wrong for me? Have you ever said that? Why? Is, yeah, come on, I'm getting a lot of good. Now you're, bingo, hello. Why does it seem like things go wrong for me all the time, even though I try to do it right? Why? When I think I'm making the right choices, why do things go wrong? The harder I try, the worse it gets. Have you ever thought that? 
preach it, brother. Okay. I just thought I'd, I was hearing that. Nothing. What about this one? Nothing's ever going to change. Pretty common thought, right? This is just the way it's always going to be. Get used to it. Your life is just going to suck. Why pray? Doesn't work. Why should I pray? God doesn't listen to me. I know I'm supposed to. I know as I read the Bible, others prayed. Matter of fact, they even have a prayer meeting at church. It's not convenient. Why pray? Do I really have what it takes? Do I really have what it takes? I don't, have you ever said this? I don't want to live this way anymore. Some of you are going, Daryl, you're hitting them all today, aren't you? Yeah. I, look, I took these off the top of my head. I lived them. I've said them all. I've been there. I know. But I want to say this morning, as we move forward, I have good news for everybody here. I have good news for you. Jesus is on your side. Jesus understands. You, uh, you remember the, the scripture. Now, Jesus, uh, if you connected with anything I said right now, Jesus is reaching out to you. He's reaching out to you. He is here for you. Whatever your barriers are, whatever your thoughts are, Jesus is here right now for you. He has a plan for your life. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, it says, Come to me, all who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus said, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lonely in heart. And you will find rest in your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matter of fact, the message says it this way. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the enforced rhythm of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on, on you. I won't let, lay anything heavy or ill-fitting fit, on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Now that is a huge invitation, isn't it? Thank you, Eugene Peterson. So one of the thoughts here when you think of your soul. 
See, when the Hebrew, in the Hebrew language, soul literally means the whole person. It's the whole person. If you were to unpack the Hebrew, it's talking about your desires. It's talking about your personal or individualism. It's talking about your conscious life. It's also talking about your emotional state. It is talking about the whole person. The Septuagint says the same thing. Your soul is your whole person, and the gospel is calling you to be a healthy, whole person. It's the good news. I am not going to leave you the way we are. Thank you, Jesus. I am going to take your life and make it and bring you into a 180 degree turn. I am going to turn you around on a dime. And I'm going to change your life from the inside out. Not some legalistic list that you keep checking on and that you live by. No, it's passionate relationship as Daniel talked about. I am asking you to trust me. That's what Jesus is saying. I am asking you to bring everything that you have to me. I am asking you to give me your stuff, and I will carry it. Now, I think everybody here in this room has a bag that they want to give Jesus. Right? Come on, let's be honest. There's something that all of us are carrying something whether it be from the past, whether it be from yesterday, whether it be from this morning, that you and I need to give over to Jesus. And that is where the freedom lies. Jesus has a plan. Now, in my own personal experience, what happened with me in my past, especially when it comes to trusting Jesus, is he just didn't move fast enough for me. I couldn't be patient. I had to take, I had to have something done right now, right? Have you ever felt that way? Jesus, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're just ignoring me, so I'm gonna make a decision. Or I'm gonna react to this situation. Or I'm gonna take control of it myself. How often do we do that? Or how often have we done it? We do... (laughs) Hebrews 4 says this. Since then, since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus. The Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. Let us hold on to what we know is true. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. Now, isn't that endearing terminology? We have a God that understands the inner our inner parts, understands all the things that take place in our life understands our challenges, our temptations, our failures, our weaknesses. The things that we'd be ashamed of if they were put up on the screen. 
our secrets. Praise God, the Lord doesn't put my thought life up there. Because it's a war sometimes, right? Now, Daryl, you're a pastor. Right. Tell me, I live with more guilt than most of you. But the Lord helps us. As a matter of fact, I better put a comma right there. I actually had this conversation with Jesus. I said, Jesus, do I have to live with everything that pops around between those ears? I asked him, I said, do I have to? Is this something I have to just, is this warfare? Is this the thorn of my flesh? Is this something that I just have to have weighted on me? And the Lord said, no, you don't. I went, oh, hallelujah. So how do I, get, how, what do I do? And the Lord said, he said, uh, call upon my name. So there's something that came out of the desert fathers and mothers, um, you know, the first century Christians, those that left the cities to go out into the desert to become holy and to separate themselves from the secular world. The problem was they took themselves with them. It's true. But they have what they call breath prayer. And breath prayer just simply, classically, this is what it is. Lord Jesus, have mercy on me, a sinner. And so the Lord, I began saying, Lord Jesus, have mercy. I know I'm a sinner, so I don't have to repeat that every time I turn around. And I just said, Lord Jesus, have mercy. And every time my thought would go somewhere, Lord Jesus, have mercy, and it would illuminate the presence of Jesus in my life. And it's a crazy, it's just, it is phenomenal to me how that thing just leaves, just like that. By saying the name Jesus, it just leaves. Lord Jesus, have mercy. Lord Jesus. And then finally, I, I was, I'd, I'd get down the road and something would just invade my head. And I said, just get out of my head. In Jesus' name. There's power in the name of Jesus. I, I suggest you try that. When you start feeling like unbelief is creeping, creeping in, Jesus, have mercy on me. Just say it. Jesus, have mercy on me. You can do something else, and that would work too, but I'm just saying, Jesus, don't have to go any further, right? Let's pick up. Let us then... With confidence, draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. To find grace and mercy in a time of need. You remember the, uh, there's a story in the Bible that a father had a demonized son. And he, he brings us the he brings his son to Jesus, and Jesus says, bring his son here. It's actually in uh, Mark chapter 9. And, you know, Jesus is going, really? Okay, I'll bring him. And he says this, this powerful statement. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. All things are possible. All things are possible. And the father, he just said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Help me in 
my unbelief. And then Jesus went on and set the young boy free and, uh, in, in the name of Jesus. But help me in my unbelief. Let's be self-aware enough where we say, Jesus, I believe, but help me in my unbelief. What a powerful prayer. All things are possible for you. Echo those words as you're struggling and as you're challenged in life. I believe, but help my unbelief. Mark 9, 23 and following. As the psalmist says to us, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who makes heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he watches over Israel will never slumber or sleep. The psalmist here has given us language for the heart of God is about his business and with us 24-7. We have a God who is focused on us. The Lord himself watches over you. Jesus watches over us. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as as your protective shade. Isn't that just great language? He, He is walking with each and every one of us. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord keeps you from harm and watches over your life. The Lord watches over you as you come and you go, both now and forever. That's Psalm 121, 1 through 8. So in a practical way, let's just turn to some of the words of Jesus. And we've kind of unpacked this a bit as we've been going through this time of prayer and faith. Remembering in Matthew 6, 6, But when you go to pray, when you pray, go by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to the Father in private. Then the Father, who sees everything, will reward you. There's something very significant that takes place when we set aside time to just fellowship with Jesus. Something very significant takes place. And I I get, I talk to a lot of people, we live in a very fast-laned, hurry world. I get it. But, you know, I I know when I was uh, uh, working construction, I had to, I worked mostly up in Park City, and I had a great time driving up 80 with me and Jesus every day. I had a great time with me and Jesus driving back down. Um, I, you, you just, you just, it has to be a value. It has to be something where you say, I'm going to work this out if it's the last thing I do. And I understand that you need to be creative. I get that. But there's time for you and the Lord. There is time. And it, it can't be, you know, folks, folks, praying for your food at dinner time. I mean, it's good to do that. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but that's not what Jesus is asking here. And then we have, we're in Luke 11. And remember, the disciples came to Jesus at Luke 11 and says, teach us to pray like John taught his disciples. And Jesus was praying there. 
And then he, he, he went on and started articulating again uh, Matthew 6, 9. But he goes on, he says this. He, he gives them some very practical things to do. He says, so I tell you, keep asking. He says, keep asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Oh, keep seeking, and you'll find. Keep knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who seeks finds, and everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. So those are action steps. Those are things that you and I can do, and that you don't, even though you're frustrated, even though you have the feeling of unbelief, you can believe. You can take this to the bank. There will be a plan. There will be something the Lord breaks in and shows you that he is helping you out. Scripture says that in Romans 10, 17, so faith comes by hearing and hearing through the words of Christ. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the words of Christ. This is why it's so important that you have a devotional time or a time that you spend in the Word of God. It's important. I know we say that a lot, but we're never, I'm never going to stop saying it. I'm never going to stop saying it. The Word of God is powerful, and it helps us. It challenges unbelief. I'm going to give you a quick personal story on this. In the last four months, I've probably been, been in the most challenging season of my life. Something took place. I'm not going to get into all the details. I'm going to give you my experience. Something that took place in the last four months that I had things inside of me that it was never, ever dealt with. And when that happened, my emotions exploded, exploded, and I knew I was a wreck. I knew it. So the first thing, I have a group of pastors that I meet with here in uh, Salt Lake City, and I reached out to them, and I said, you guys need to pray for me, because I'm a wreck. Then I have a group of leaders I work with nationally, colleagues of mine, you need to pray for me, I'm a wreck. I am mad. I'm very mad. I'm mad at Jesus. I'm mad at Jesus. And then I'm, I'm preaching and the Lord's giving me words of knowledge for people. I said, I'm not talking to you. We're not, and I'd give them, but I'm saying, don't stop talking to me. I'm mad at you. For two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. I didn't, I'm I'm not talking. You're my best friend. Best friends don't do this to their best friends. I'm mad. Well, you know, I've been a follower of Christ for well over 40 years, and I know better. Student of the word, I know better. Worst things have happened to my friends, and they got through it. And, I'm, and you know, my friends weren't going to say, Daryl, this is what you need to do. They just said, 
were praying for you. Because they knew I knew what to do. And I probably would have told them, shut up. I don't want to hear it. But eventually, I, I kind of got over all the, the, the emotion that was just, just taking me captive. And that emotion was lined with unbelief. That's why I'm saying this. It was lined with unbelief. Tremendously lined with unbelief. So about two weeks, I went and sat. I said, Lord, we, we need to talk. We need to He's like, you need to talk. I've been here the whole time. Um, but in that, what I, he gave me a picture. He gave me a picture of me. And I was in this deep forest. forest, And the, the forest was so thick, I couldn't see the sky. And I couldn't see my way out. I was totally just encompassed and lost in this forest. And then all of a sudden... I see this path going through this forest. In the forest, I can't see the tree line, but I can see this path, and it's very clear. And the, G- and the Lord said to me, he said, Daryl, this is the path I've provided for you through this forest. And I was so grateful for that moment. It, it, it changed it healed my emotion and it cast out my unbelief. And so I got on the path and um, we're in that path. We're on it now. I'm on it right now. I can't see the tree line. I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I can't see it. But I'm on the right path. I'm on the right path. We are on the right path. Now let me tell you the breakdown me, on me on a, on a personal level. All of a sudden, unbelief was broken. The, the onslaught of the enemy reminding me of what's going to happen because I was very familiar with what was going on. I had lived through it before, twice already. I knew how it worked. And during the time, Lisa and I didn't have the tools, nor did we have the influences to help us process that emotionally. But, we, but now I am and have and still am. But let me tell you, when that unbelief broke and I'm on this path and I'm on it and I'm, we're heading the right direction, there is faith inside of me that I cannot explain that I cannot explain. But I know I'm on the right path. I know I'm going the right direction. And it's not because I conjured it up. Because I was like the woman that said, I got to touch him. I've got to touch him. And when I was able to emotionally get through my stuff, I don't want to make it sound like I had to do it. What all I had to do was sit down and say, oh, here I am, Lord. That was me getting through my stuff. But we're on the right path, and I've got that faith that would, 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 would set what Matthew said, what Jesus said, if you have faith, you can move mountains. No matter how long this takes, I'm on the right path, and this mountain will be moved. 
and I refuse to let anything else take place. That is how you and I keep knocking, keep seeking, keep searching, keep finding. Because in, in the midst of all of that, in the midst of that pressing into Jesus, Jesus breaks in. My experience and my experience with other people is we don't keep doing this. Somehow the enemy gets us to turn to another direction because we become anxious, because we are not patient, because we don't believe that God is going to take care of it because I'm the person that God doesn't like. Well, that's just a bunch of bull. It is. Those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's have the, the worship team come forward. We're, um, we're going to take our, our offering right now. And uh, I spent some, some time with a, a team in Brazil, and it was a, a group of four square churches. And they would come up, and they actually had two sermons. They always had a tithing sermon. And... And, and, they always, and that tithing sermon was about half as long as a sermon. So it was a, made for a very long evening or morning. But I think, you know, we kind of, when we take offerings, a lot of times we kind of just let them dribble. <laughs> you know, well, we're going to take an offering now. Um, but I just want to encourage all of you. We, we are a community-supported base church. And I want to... Go out and thank you for your commitment towards us. Thank you for your money commitment. Thank you for your time commitment. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for your prayers. But I'm reminded of what it says in 2 Corinthians 9. It says, So let each of you give as he purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always that you're always having all the significancy in all things. May you have abundance for every good work. So God bless you, and may you have abundance for every good work. And may, may, may generosity become a unique joy for each and every one of us. May it, in many different ways. And, and so again, we just want to say thank you for your commitment, because it's our commitment together as we come together as a community and we, and we reach out. And also, I, as we move forward, we're going to be talking about what it means to be an outward-focused people. You know, we want to love the things that Jesus loves, right? Well, Jesus loves everybody. He just loves everybody. And may the Lord teach us to love everybody. Let's, let's go ahead and uh, sing one more song and we'll close up. We'll finish. Amen. Just stay, stay standing just for one second. Hebrews 11, 1 tells us that now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. As followers of Christ, we kind of live there, you know. We just live there. 
And um, this morning, I, I just want to say, if you're one that struggles and you're struggling, we have uh, those up here, men and women, that just love to pray for you. Because Jesus is for you. You don't have to fight this battle alone. You and I are in a community of faith. And, that, and we need one another. You're, we're, this whole individual, individualistic uh, attitude is it erodes our spiritual life. We were not meant to, to do war alone. We weren't meant to do life alone. And we're not meant to outwardly think. We're not meant to do it alone. So I just want to encourage you to come up and get prayer. I am struggling with. And some of it might be, you know, you might, you know, the issues of abuse. Some of you have grown up with verbal abuse, sexual abuse, alcoholism, drugs, um, you know, a, a parent that was abusive to you, and all of those things are just living inside of you, and Jesus wants to set us free. So please, don't feel like you've you got to do this alone. You don't. Let's pray. Thank you for your presence, O oh God. Because we're not ashamed of your gospel. We're not ashamed. We love and embrace your good news. So Lord, come with your, your ongoing healing power. Significantly begin to move deep inside of our hearts where you cre- cre- create that liberating life, that whole person. That we don't have to drag the stuff with us wherever we go. We don't have to live with it. Break its power in Jesus' name. Amen. Break its power. Well, God bless you, and thank you for being with us this this morning. I'm really looking at a lot of you younger people to help us set up our uh, sanctuary for next week. So um, we'll head that up. We got... We, we need to bring the round tables in and set, it, set them up, and then we'll decorate them later. Um, just God bless you. God bless you. Have a great day. Enjoy the weather. <laughs>